Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you're just joining us and you have not heard the previous podcast, you're going to want to go back and listen to it. You don't have to listen to it before this one, but uh, the, the guy's covered good financial habits, some things that you really, really need to know, you really want to know. Uh, but again, don't turn this one off to go listen to the other one because this one is bad financial habits that we want to avoid. Gentlemen, I'm so glad to be back with you. I know that there's probably some things on this list I've done. So here we go. You guys ready? <laughs> Absolutely. No doubt about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, bad financial habits hit me. I, I know that I'm 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 gonna I will I will admit all my mistakes here on air right now. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm not gonna disclose all that. But what's what's the first one? If we're gonna put these in order, what's one of the things that we need to cover right off the bat? Well, for, first of all, um, don't feel bad. I mean, we all okay. make <laughs> terrible you. decisions. We're all human. We make terrible decisions. Uh, some are cost more costly than others. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we want to balance out the, the bad and the good, right? So if we're making good decisions, uh, as long as uh, we're not making too many bad decisions, then we're fine. But these are just some things to be aware of uh, and some things that we tend to see over time that kind of hurts us all, uh, especially when we're unclear about where we are, where we're going, uh, what the plan is for the future and so forth. But you know, I think the biggest one that we all have, uh, especially, I don't know if you ever saw that uh, social network, uh, the Facebook type movie, when they do, yeah, where they do the algorithms and how they know exactly where you are, what you're looking at uh, through Google and Facebook and all the big tech companies. And I think if you think about it, we're all emotional people, right? Uh, we're very impulsive. Uh, we want what we want. Uh, we want what we think we may need. Uh, but there is a big difference between what we want and what we need. And if you think about society these days, I think the reality is, is everything is now. Um, uh, if you want something, you can buy it now. I mean, if I want to play a song, I can have it playing in about 22 seconds. If I want to buy a refrigerator, uh, I can pop on Amazon and I don't really have to do a whole lot. I can just click a few buttons and I can watch or see or buy anything I want. And sad enough, um, even if I don't have the money, I can just put it on a card and buy it. So, um, thinking through, all right, do I need it or is it something that I want? Uh, so it makes it tough, but I think that's probably the biggest decision uh, or the biggest uh, mistake or um, bad habit that we have is we tend to get too impulsive. Um, I remember in college, uh, I wasn't able to go to spring break. We were going to, to Padre Island or a bunch of people were. I couldn't because I didn't have any money. However... Mr. Discover card came in the mail with a $500 limit, and boy, I was the happiest college kid you've ever seen because there was my spring break. Is I don't know about anybody else out there, but man, I can justify a purchase, right? And, and so my, my wife and I both deal with this. I can justify pretty much any tool purchase 
and she can justify just about any kitchen gadget purchase. And and we're terrible accountability partners for each other because I just I just nod, right? I'm like, oh yeah, you totally need that. Just because I know there's a tool that I'm going to need very soon, right? Uh, it's a, it's a bad habit for sure. So I'm I'm glad you started with that one because I'm I'm raising my hand as guilty. And another thing that I was thinking about, and I think you guys have touched on this before, is the whole keeping up with the Joneses. When you and I, when the three of us were kids, keeping up with the Joneses was like our neighbors. Right, but with social media and everything that the, the the generations are inundated with now, it's not just keeping up with your neighbors. It, 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 there's this pressure to keep up with these influencers and all these people that are just—they're not even real, right? I mean, anyway, that's just my opinion. But boy, trying to keep up is tough. That's hard. I mean, it, there's always someone better looking, taller, uh, more successful, has more things, a nicer car, a nicer house. Um, but you know, to a certain degree, you just got to find where you are, what makes you comfortable, uh, and just really just think through and be on the same page with your spouse of, of, of what you need. We, a a little trick, we try to, and we're terrible at it, but you know, if you could, uh, next time you want to buy something, if you can just give yourself a day, uh, maybe two days and then at any big purchase, it's over a certain amount of dollars. You know what? We're not just going to impulsively buy it. We're going to wait two days and then we're going to see how we feel. And if we still need it, then maybe we'll buy it. Yep. And, and one thing that and we've done, and we, we, we kind of stopped doing this about a year or two ago, we've gotten a lot better at our impulse type purchases, but we put in place for a little while, guys, we would actually, if we saw something, cause again, you, you mentioned Amazon and there's so many companies that'll get you something the next day, which is just crazy to me. But we would actually make ourselves go to the bank, pull out the cash, go back to the house and then hold the cash in our hands and just kind of lay it out. Okay, is this, do we really want to spend this money, right? Because if it's the card, it's just a click away. If it's cash in my hand, then I'm like, okay, this is actually a lot of money. <laughs> right? <This is> a whole <laughs> different thing. You know, I, th- I think as we, we went through this pandemic, uh, we kind of all had a reset. I think a lot of us were chasing the Jones- Joneses and, and trying to um, keep up. And, and But we've, realize that what's really important to us so i think i think a lot of people they you know when they get the raise another mistake when people get their raises instead of them maybe saving more or building an emergency fund they go out and spend it and they buy a new car but they look at the monthly payment but they don't realize that they're going to pay on that car for 10 years or seven years or six years and and uh, it's a huge mistake and and uh, people trying to keep up with and what to do with your raises if you could just stay disciplined and just say, hey, look, I'm going to put that towards my 401k and my retirement or or something else that you can uh, reposition those funds. But uh, that's a, a common mistake, especially when you get raises, because you are getting that paycheck a little at a time. If you could save a little at a time, you'd be surprised at how much that'll accumulate. So that's a, that's a huge... Now, Jose, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to challenge you on that because, you know, when, when somebody gets a raise, it, it kind of feels good because we've worked hard and we've, you know, we, we, we made a, the, the next level kind of thing and, and we kind of want to reward ourselves. So is there, besides, you know, just throwing everything into the 401k or investing and in, in, is, is there a strategy that can kind of help us reward ourselves too? Because, well, I mean, that's, that's a fact. And, uh, so, you know, sometimes you want to consider splitting, uh, the raise, uh, something for two purposes or three purposes or whatever the case may be. But uh, the common mistake is, is just go ahead and spending everything that you make and the raises that you get. And then it just affects tomorrow. And, and uh, then you're back to keep it up with the Joneses. And then you realize it's just not as important as you thought it was. 
Yeah, and I, I would think that maybe using your strategy, which you just said, which was you know splitting a raise, taking part of it and, and rewarding yourself a little bit, but taking that other part, maybe that's something that you can add towards your debt, right? Is is that a maybe a good good idea? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great idea. I mean, we're all different, so you just you got to think it through. And I think. Uh, if you take you know the right step forward, um, and there's a balancing act in there somewhere, uh, but you know that is one thing that people do quite often is they ignore their debt. Uh, that story I was telling you about spring break, I remember having to come home uh, after that semester, and man, I didn't realize how much credit card debt I rolled up. Uh, my my car uh, was involved in an accident, so I had to fix it, and uh, I had to go to the bank and get a loan and. Uh, there was my first uh, experience in just uh, already starting life off backwards from just poor choices and uh, not paying attention to debt. So uh, you can't ignore it. Um, it's part of it. Uh, so what do you do with it? Um, so just make sure that if you do get raises, if you do have a little extra money, that you go through your progressions. I mean, obviously, we want to put a little bit in checking um, in order to pay the bills. Uh, but we have to have a game plan to reduce or eliminate debt on a schedule that fits and um, if we don't watch it, uh, it'll become a hole that we can never get out of. I just want to add to what Jeff is saying. So if you look, if you understand the rule of money, I mean, the rule of 72, which tells you how many years your money will double. So if you get 10% earnings uh, on any investment, you divide 10 into 72, that's 7.2 years that your money, a dollar will become $2. Well, that works the same way as debt. If you got to pay a 10% credit card interest rate, then that means your debt is doubling every 7.2 years. If you got a credit card that's 18%, then that means your your debt is going going to double every 4 years. So that's how f- fast you're spinning down a hole. So paying minimum a lot of people pay the minimum minimum payments for their credit cards, but they don't realize they're actually digging a hole every month. And uh, I can't encourage more that that, uh, people really just working on uh, 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 having a game plan to get out of debt is the most important thing on a schedule that works for you. Well, and and, and so I'm just going to throw it out there. You guys have helped people do this before and, and help them come up with a plan to eliminate debt. So I'm, I'm just going to ask you right now, can we you know, give the audience a phone number or you know, email address or something? If this is something they're struggling with or they're thinking about, hey, I, I could probably use a better plan than I've got right now. I'm just making those minimum payments like you were talking about. Um, do you guys have some resources that you can share with the, with the audience? Answer is yes. And debt is important in a financial plan. Yeah, but Jose, I've also heard you say that you can't just, it's not just like you, you, you make a plan and then that's the answer, right? I mean, it's, it's an ongoing process, right? Uh, we're going to go back to not having a game plan. I mean, if you don't have a game plan, they always say that um, if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. So uh, there's no doubt. Can you imagine going to New York City and not having a map and, and just deciding to go through Florida and Georgia and whatever the case may be? So but definitely uh, not having a game plan uh, and not prioritizing. I mean, I think that we may have 10, 10 or 12 goals that we want to accomplish, but you got to prioritize those goals, which one's the most important to the second, to the third. And I think not prioritizing your goals and, and have a different, uh, uh, a, a, a different game plan for different goals, uh, I think, uh, causes you to make a lot of mistakes too. Yeah, but Jose, I've also heard you say that you can't just – 
it's not just like you 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 make a plan and then that's the answer right i mean it's it's an ongoing process right yeah, no doubt about it. As you as you go through life, things change. Health changes. Your marital status changes. You may have kids. You may get a raise. Uh, all these things change. And um, you know how, how, like Jeff covered earlier. You know how do you handle your wants and needs? And uh, but yes, it's a um, um, prioritizing those goals and know where you're going really really makes it easier. Yeah, and, and you got certain milestones that you hit. I mean, it, uh, at some point, we got a, enough in checking and savings. All right, now what do we do with the extra money we have every month? Um, all right, let's start snowballing debt. Okay, good. Now we've got it down. Now what's next? Okay, now let's build up a good, healthy six months worth of expenses in an emergency fund. Okay, great. All right, now let's start catching up and saving for retirement. Uh, well, wait. What do we want retirement to look like? How much will we need? Well, how much do we need to save? And we'll think that through. And then, all right, now that that's taken care of, uh, do I want to make sure my kids and their college is taken care of? Okay, well, how much do I need to save there? But everything goes in order. And if you can start with checking, then reducing eliminate debt, building emergency reserve, then start saving for the future, the reality is life just changes. So you have to adapt. you got to reset um, and try to do it at least once a year. And just create a new plan for you and your family based on the things that are important. And I would have to say, as I get older, things change in my life. And and things that I thought were important to me is not as important to me today. And uh, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy uh, spending time with friends and family and and creating events. And and those things are important. And um, um, I think think that that just is is a natural flow of life, that that things do change. So you always got to keep monitoring, tweaking and uh, prioritizing uh, as you get older and because things will change. That's mm-hmm. a fact. Yeah, absolutely. And I know on the last podcast, we, we talked about the, the good financial habits, good behaviors to have. Uh, and, and one of the things that you talked about was, or we spoke about was, you know, setting those goals and having a plan. It, it kind of removes some of the emotion out of what's going on in the moment when we have volatility in the market, things like that. So as, as far as, you know, bad financial habits, I'm assuming just reacting emotionally is going to be a bad habit your emotions is probably the worst thing uh, that we all have especially any kind of financial decisions because most of the time we're making those decisions based off of fear greed Uh, but you know the more we can take the emotions out of the equation then we're taking logical very objective steps in uh, whatever those are for the financial well-being and the future of, of really all of us. Um, so part of that uh, is the more you can create a plan for the future, the more you can stick to it, non-emotional. And the more you create a plan for the future, the less knee-jerk reactions and jumping in and jumping out of every headline we see, especially in this day of 24-hour news. Um, so, you know, the more objective, uh, non-emotional we can become the better all the way around. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say things that have always been important to me is um, uh, talking about money with the whole family, not talking about money. I mean, think about it. I mean, the challenges that you have, what you're thinking. If you share that with your kids, that teaches them about money and and how to look at things. And and um, I think that's that's so important. Uh, uh, so a common mistake would be not talking about money. So let me ask you this, Jose. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick because. How do you begin that conversation? So, so many of us grew up with, with families or like my parents, they never spoke to me about money. It was, it was always, it wasn't like it was secretive, but I think that they thought 
they didn't want to stress me out. We didn't have a lot of money when I was a kid and it was, it was tight here and there. And I think that they didn't want to stress us kids out, but I really never learned a good foundational lesson about finances because we didn't talk about money. So how do you help people start that conversation, Jose? Well, you know, it's funny. I think that what really helps us through the years, and uh, as Jeff mentioned earlier, our, both of our parents are mm-hmm. deaf mutes. And so we always had to speak for our parents. And we were always involved with the electric bill, with the uh, negotiating rent, um, uh, speaking for them, at whatever, purchase goods, whatever, whatever the situation mm-hmm. was. And I think that understanding how the money came in and where it went and and living on a budget. I mean, there was at times we were just living on $600 a month. So in our lives, everything's yeah. possible. So it's not, uh, so it depends what paradigm that you're coming from. Uh, but I do, I just, I just know that talking about it with your family, it, the truth has set you yeah. free. And I remember when Jeff was uh, a kid and we, I said, what do you expect from me as a brother? And he would give me a list. And I said, well, what do I have a right to expect from you as a brother? And he gave me, he gave me a list. So we made a list and kind of signed a, an agreement together that we both understood each other's expectations. Nice. And I think you could, do, you could do that with your kids. You can do it with your mm-hmm. spouse. I mean, your spouse has a right to expect things from you, but you have a right to expect things from her. And I think if you have those clearly defined, I think that, uh, I mean, how do you exceed expectations if you don't know what yeah, they are? Right. So we can't assume that everybody's the same. And uh, I do love this one program called Growing Kids God's Way, where it was talking about love languages and uh, gift giving and, and acts of service and touching. And it's a great little worksheet, but you actually understand each other's love languages. And and uh, I think that not talking about that with your family. Uh, and you know what's funny? You, you mentioned about a lot of generations that don't share money with their kids. They're actually saying, I don't trust my kids. So I guess sometimes you can have a problem where your kids don't trust you back. But if you're open about money and how it works and the challenges that you have and what you're thinking about, I just think it causes relationship. You just become closer in your relationship with your family. Yeah, and you don't you don't have to go through and you don't have to share. I mean, every detail about money. But I think uh, what's important is the thought process, the wisdom, how to approach a situation or, or, or a financial decision, whether it's a vehicle or a house or you know a rental piece of property or some kind of investment and then just sharing all right what do you see all right well here's what i see here's what i'm looking at here's why i'm looking at it this way Um, and there's kind of those experiences and your thought process is what you're trying to convey to that next generation well I've, i've got a perfect example and it piggybacks us off of something you guys said earlier is that my parents never and, and and my wife's parents never talked to her about an emergency fund. What is an emergency fund? And I, I'd never heard that phrase before I was probably in my mid thirties. Uh, but you guys have talked about it pretty openly. What I want to ask is obviously not having an emergency fund or emergency savings is a bad habit. It's a, it's a, it can be a detriment to you, but I want to ask you more importantly, what's your rule of thumb on what an emergency fund should be? Well, the rule of thumb is actually 90 to 180 days of your monthly expenses you should have in a checking account, money market account, or savings account. And uh, it's going to be, things are going to happen. I mean, your car is going to break down, your water heaters, something's going to happen. But there's, or reasons, you got to cover a deductible or whatever. You just don't want to, you want to have a bucket of money that you could grab for emergencies that you can get your hands on quickly without having to go use your credit cards and get in debt. So to be proactive, that first bucket is so important. That emergency fund is probably the biggest mistake that people make by mixing their 
emergency fund with their retirement plan or mixing their emergency fund with their other investments it, and and you just can't get your hands on that quickly so you have to force sell something or whatever the case may be well i, I know we're getting low on time here and i, I don't want to wrap this up without all the bases being covered is there anything else we need to talk about as far as bad habits I, i'm going to say one very important thing there's a lot of people that don't participate in their company retirement plans because they just don't understand it. Mm. But if a company's gonna match any part of it, you got to take advantage of it. And there are a lot of Americans out there that do not participate in their 401ks because they just don't understand it and they're scared to ask. Yeah, and it's it's, I, I, it's funny that you said that. This is happening in my family right now. My daughter's changing jobs and she is going from a job that, that she had no type of retirement. She's 22 years old. She had, There was no type of uh, you know, 401k or anything with that company and the company she's going to, she's actually getting a, around a four and a half dollar an hour raise to go to that company, which is super exciting. And they have a 401k. And, and I had this conversation with her. I'm look, you, I mean, this is a, a big raise for you, right? The four and a half dollar raise is huge. I, I'm t- talking to her. Look, you've got to max that sucker out, you know, <laughs> whatever the match is, get it up there. Cause you're not going to miss the money. Right. And, and again, I think when somebody starts a job, you're absolutely right. If they if they take advantage of it from the start, they won't even miss it in their paycheck because they never got it to the fir- in the first place. So true to so many people that we have that are very wealthy because they started early, they took advantage of the opportunity. If they didn't know, they asked a lot of questions, uh, but they found out and they took it. Adv- like you said, you can adjust your life whichever way, up or down. Uh, but it's it's a um, and you know I would say another mistake is procrastination, procrastination and. And not asking questions. I mean, that's that's probably the most common. Jeff, any closing thoughts from you today? No, I mean, if I could just encourage everyone to call time out. I mean, uh, I see that procrastination is a big one. Uh, we can always do it tomorrow. All right. It's, it's important, but it's not urgent. Oh, I'll get to it. Next thing you know it, a year goes by, three years goes by, five years goes by. And the longer we wait, uh, you know, the more expensive it is to save for anything. Um, so if I can just encourage people to, hey, let's call time out. Let's shut our eyes. Let's think through what we want out of life, what the goals are, what we're trying to accomplish. And, and then uh, let's take a reality check. Uh, all right, where are we today? Where do we want to be? Where's the gap? Are we on track? Are we not? Okay, what do I need to do or change or alter uh, what I'm doing today in order to create a path to be on track? Well, I want to challenge the audience right now because if you heard yourself in any of these examples like I did, uh, at least the history of what we've done in the past, uh, whether it's not having the right emergency savings fund or or maybe you're not taking advantage of the 401k as well as you maybe think you should, uh, again, all of this is part of a plan that these guys have talked about many, many times. But if any of these things resonated with you and you want to reach out, I know the guys would be more than happy to, to chat with you and say, hey, how can we get you out of some of these bad financial habits and put you in the good ones? Um, please, by all means, reach out. So, Jeff and Jose, what, what's the best way to reach out to your office? Uh, best way to contact us would be, you know, of course, you can go to the website, uh, www.felicianofinancial.com, or call us at a toll-free number, 800-436-1213. And if you're in Texas, 903-533-8585. And we've got a lot of material inside the website that you can look around and just, you know, download what's important to you. Fantastic. Gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. You bet. Enjoyed it always. Love it. Thank you.
You bet. And of course, our last thank you always goes to your listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities offered through Lion Street Financial, LLC, LSF, member FINRA SIPC, investment advisory services offered through Lion Street Advisors, LLC.